You're listening to audio from Highland Baptist Church in Waco, Texas. To find out more about Highland, go to www.hbcwaco.org. Good morning, Highland. Uh, I am not John Durham, as you can tell. Uh, I'm a little darker than he is. Uh, But so today, like we said, uh, we're going to be talking about victory. You've heard us sing about it today. Uh, multiple times, and Jared read that passage over us today. And so, my name is Jacob Kehoe. I'm a Baylor graduate. I recently just graduated from Baylor. So, Sikkim Bears. Thank you, guys. Uh, and I'm an adult now, I guess. Uh, so, but Highland's been my home throughout my entire college career. I've had the honor of uh, calling Highland my home, and I've had the honor of serving under many different ministries in Highland. Most uh, notably, I was uh, involved in the college ministry a lot under Drew Humphrey, and he's been an incredible mentor and brother and friend to me. And there's so many mentors and friends I've made from Highland, which really makes it a special opportunity to share a passage in, with you guys today. Uh, because I really just am a regular guy who goes to this church, and it's awesome that I get to just share this passage with you guys today and this scriptural topic we're talking about. So uh, Jared already read it for us today, but we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 15, Uh, So if you have a Bible, if you have the Bible app, or if you just want to look over on your neighbor's shoulder, we're going to be in 1 Corinthians 15, verses 53 to 58, and it's also going to be on the screen behind me. So let's read together. For the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable, and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So with this passage that we just read, uh, in this particular passage, Paul is writing to the church of Corinth. Uh, At this time, this particular back end of 1 Corinthians is mainly talking about uh, how to deal with difficult times. He's writing to the church about the difficult times and the adversity they're facing at this time. And I don't think we have to struggle to understand what it's like to deal with difficult times, right? To put ourselves in the shoes of the Corinthians. Because I don't think I have to ask for a show of hands of how many of us in the room have been through a difficult time or are maybe going through a difficult time right now. Uh, I know for myself, a really difficult time that I went through, I was 12 years old, uh, really just probably the biggest part of my testimony of my life really was a difficult time. And I was growing up in Los Angeles, California. My family was in the music industry and uh, we ended up actually losing our house and becoming homeless through the situation. And so we went from having everything to having essentially nothing. And uh, all I had was my mom, my sister, and our car pretty much. And uh, so we went from you know, having everything to pretty much having nothing. And uh, I just remember going through this experience, going through the situation, just looking at my mom, who's really my hero in life, and uh, just seeing the pain in her eyes and just how hard it was for her to deal with this situation, just how hard it was in our whole family, right? Uh, these hard situations, we, we've all been through them. We've all been through a hard time. Or maybe you're going through one right now. Sorry, it's emotional, I'm sorry. <laughs> but... Uh, We all go through these hard times. And so what do you do when you face a hard time? 
what do you do when you lose your house or you lose your finances, you lose your money, or maybe you lose your health, you lose your friends, your reputation, what do we do? Uh, Well, I would say because of this verse, you're supposed to lean on your foundation of victory. And so that's what we're talking about today is our foundation of victory. And you might be thinking, what the heck does that mean, right? It's kind of vague. Uh, It seems like a very kind of, you know, vague topic, but we're going to just cut the Christianese and just dive right into the verse. So back with verse 53, for the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. When the perishable has been clothed with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality, then the saying that is written will come true. Death has been swallowed up in victory. So first and foremost, what is this victory that it's talking about, right? Uh, I think a lot of the times, especially in modern day in our society, our culture in America, victory kind of equates with success, right? When, when I read this, at least, I kind of thought success at first. When we hear the word victory, we think of earthly victory or success. Uh, but in this passage, we see very clearly it says, the only way to get true victory is by the mortal clothing itself with the immortality. And so Paul in this passage, he's talking about salvation, He's talking about the gospel, right? Accepting this gospel, being saved. The gospel that our Lord, our God, came down in the form of man in the form of Jesus Christ and died on a cross for our sins so that we could become close to him, right? That's what this is talking about. It's saying the only way to have victory, which is eternal life, which is heaven, is to accept this salvation from Jesus Christ. And so the only thing I'm gonna tell you today that I want you to take away, the only takeaway today, if you're gonna write down one thing, make sure it's this. You cannot have victory without the cross. Nothing else mat- Nothing else I'm gonna to say today matters unless we get this right here. You cannot have victory without the cross. There's no other victories in life without the cross. There's no other victory. And as Christians, we should be living from victory while the world is living for victory. And so today, we're gonna break down four quick points on what it looks like to live from victory. We're gonna be looking at these points, and the first and foremost is our status of salvation. So living from victory means living from salvation. Living from our status of salvation is the first point. And so this status of salvation, this change that happens within us, it changes everything in our lives, right? It changes everything. Going from unsaved and apart from God to saved and with God is gonna change everything in our lives. And mainly, it's gonna change our security, right? Where we put our security in our lives. So just for a moment, just take a second and just quietly think about where you place your security. When things are going wrong or just in general in life, where are you placing your security? So just take a moment and just think about that for a second. I think a lot of the times, myself included, um, we can put a lot of focus on material things or the things of this world to put our security in, right? Whether it's our health, our wealth, how many Instagram followers we have, uh, our reputation, right? There's all these things we're putting our security in, but ultimately, those things can be taken away in an instant, right? And I've seen that happen. Probably a lot of us have seen that happen, right? And so the second point is gonna be living from victory means living from security, but not just any security. It means living from the security of the cross, of the victory that Jesus won for us on the cross. So let's keep reading uh, verse 55. 
Where, O death, is your victory? Where, O death, is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. So here we see that this status change, this change that gives us security, our security in Christ is more powerful than death itself. The scariest thing in life, our worst case scenario is probably death. Either we die or someone we love dying is probably our worst case scenario. And even this has no power. Christ has already defeated death. The scariest thing in our lives has already been defeated. And that should give us confidence in our lives. We should be able to live our lives with the confidence that even our worst case scenario will be will be done over by God, right? Our worst case scenario, God has already overcome. And no matter how hard or how imperfect our circumstances are on this earth, you can bet that they'll be fixed in a perfect eternity because of what Christ has won for us on the cross. And so that should give us confidence. And the Greek word for victory that's used here is nikos. And that's in the present continuous form. And if you just finished with school and you're, it's summer vacation, I don't want to give you all PTSD, right? I don't want to be talking about grammar here today. Uh, but the present continuous form, what that means, I'm not good at grammar, I had to Google this, but uh, what that means is that it's not just today, it's not just in the present, and it's not just something in the future or something in the past, right? It's today, tomorrow, and always. This victory that Jesus has won is today, tomorrow, and always. And I think a good way to kind of illustrate this is by thinking of the 2019 Lady Bears. Do you have any Lady Bear fans in the house? Yeah, sick them. Uh, I think if you're from Waco or if you went to Baylor, you probably like the Lady Bears. There's really nothing not to like about them. But so if you didn't know, they won the 2019 National Championship. So, so sorry if you didn't know that, but uh, it happened. And so they won. So how silly would it be for me to go up to one of the players and ask them, hey, are, are you worried about the game, the 2019 championship? Are you worried about that game? Do you stay up at night like worrying about the game? It would be silly, right? Because they've already won the game. The game happened one time and they won. It's over. Nothing can change that. It's unchangeable. They are the champions today, tomorrow, and always of that game, of that championship. Nothing can change that. And the same goes for our salvation, right? Our victory that Jesus has won for us. It's today, tomorrow, and always. And nothing can change that. And we should rejoice in that, really, because that's probably the best news we can hear. That nothing on this earth can really affect us because no matter what happens, we have an unchangeable, perfect eternity with Christ if we have salvation. And like the verse says, right? Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, we should rejoice Thanks be to God. He gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Thanks be to God. And that brings me to my third point. That living from victory means living from humility. We are given this victory, right? We can't earn this victory. Nothing you or I could ever do could earn the victory of salvation, could earn this gift we're given from God. It doesn't say, thanks be to us, who tried really, really hard and won our victory, right? It says, thanks be to God who gave us the victory. So I'm gonna do something a little, little different. I don't know if it's been done before, uh, but I have a Chick-fil-A gift card in my pocket. Who wants this Chick-fil-A gift card? This is not a joke. I'm not joke. I'm actually gonna give this to someone. All right, I'll go on this side. Y'all don't really want it on that side. Here you go, buddy. 
Okay, so you all saw me give him the gift card, right? We all, you all saw me give him the card. He can't brag about using the money on the gift card because it was a gift. It was given to him, right? I'm not going to go on a date and like swipe my gift card and go, yeah, I'm a big baller, right? I earned this money, right? It was given to me. Someone gave me this money as a gift. It's a gift card. And obviously a Chick-fil-A gift card and salvation aren't really on the same level of value, but uh, you guys get the idea. And I, I hope there's money on there. It was in my wallet. There might be money on there. Try it out. There might be. I'm not sure. It was in the back of my wallet. Uh, but yeah, there probably is. Um, did, but don't take my word for that. But, uh, but yeah, so we see this of, this is nothing we can earn, right? And it's, it's humbling really because I think everything else, it's so counterculture for us to imagine that we can't earn something or we can't work our way to get something or we don't deserve something, right? It's just given to us. That is so bizarre almost. This idea of grace that God just gives us eternal life. He gives us the victory and all we have to do is accept it. And so really we're all kind of just riding on the bench of this team and we don't even get to play and we don't even have to play in the game, right? We're just given the victory. And this is hard for me to accept sometimes. Uh, I'm really competitive and I like to win. I like to be the best at things and it's hard to for us to, I have to preach to myself because it's hard to imagine that in the thing that matters most, really, we can't do anything to change it, right? It's given to us. And so moving forward with the things we've talked about today so far, how can we practically apply this to our lives? Well, lucky for me, the application is actually in the verse. So if we continue to verse 58, therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord, because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. So the application's right there. And the fourth point would be that living from victory means living steadfast. It means being steadfast. And it says very clearly, the way we we do this, the way we apply this to our lives, the way we show that we're living from victory is that we show that we're living for God and that we're living fully to the work of God. And I don't have to break down the the Greek root on the word fully for us to know what that means, right? It means fully. It's all the time. It doesn't say on Christmas, live your life fully for God or every Sunday, live your life fully for God. It says fully, every single day, every single moment of our day should be lived fully for God. And I think the best part about it all is that it continues to say that if we do this, we know that our work isn't in vain. Right, And I think there's nothing more that we want as humans than to know that at the end of our lives, everything we did was meaningful or that everything we did mattered, that every single act we did meant something. And so it says right there, the only way you can really know that is if you're living your life fully for God. That's the only way to truly just everything you do in your life to be meaningful is to be living your life for God and that nothing you do will be in vain. Nothing you do won't matter, right? Everything you do is going to matter if you live your life fully for God. And uh, just to summarize pretty much everything we've talked about today into a quick sentence uh, would be this. Our status changes our security. Our security is given to us, not earned. Secured people are humble. Secured people are steadfast. 
And so before I wrap up, I just kind of want to share the end of my testimony kind of with you guys and uh, just before we conclude today. But so I just remember, you know, when I was homeless at my lowest point and just knowing that nothing besides God could really help me in this moment. And I just remember giving it to God and saying, God, if you're out there, I don't really know if you are. But if you're out there, I need you to step in. I need you to change my life because only you can do that. And I don't know where you guys are today. I don't know where any, any of y'all are standing, whether it's with a hard time or maybe struggling with salvation itself or struggling to know if you're truly saved or not. But if you're feeling that way, please don't hesitate to just come to the altar right here and just kneel before God and say, God, I just need you to come through. Because he will, I promise you he will. Because he did for me, I promise you. And so whether you're going through a hard time or maybe you need a reminder in humility or you just need to talk to God. I, I just would really like to encourage you to come to the front of the altar and just kneel in a posture of humility before God. And I know it's kind of scary to you know, walk through all the aisles and come to the front, but I would really encourage you to do that. And so whether you're, you know, you've been coming here for 20 years or it's your first time, uh, if you have any questions about what I said today, if something didn't make sense, or maybe you're questioning if you have this victory, or maybe you want this victory that I've been talking about, please don't leave this room until you've talked to someone because there are so many people here. And in a moment, uh, the altar leaders and the prayer leaders are gonna come up and they're 10 times smarter than I am and they'd love to have a conversation with you. And if you'd like to talk to me, I'll be up in the front as well. So please come and talk to us. Uh, we're here for you and we want you to talk to us. Thank you guys. I'm gonna pray real quick and then the worship team's gonna come up. God, I just thank you for just bringing us here today and assembling us before you today. God, I just ask that you would just kill any pride we might have. Just, just allow us to just die to ourselves, God, to just be humble and just accept who you are and accept that we, nothing we can do could ever win victory for us in our lives. Only you can do that, God. And God, if we're going through a hard time right now, if something's wrong in our lives, just give us that confidence that no matter what happens in this life, no matter what goes wrong, you'll make it right in the next life, God. No matter what goes wrong in our lives, you will make it right eventually. Whether it's in this life or the next life, God, you will come through if we have salvation in your son, Jesus Christ. God, I just pray for anyone in here that might not know you today, that they would just come to the front of the altar or they would just come and speak to someone, that you wouldn't let someone just leave here without talking to someone. And God, I just pray that you would remind us how much we are loved by you. That you would just remind us that we're loved by you, God. And that you would allow us to live our lives from that love and from our foundation of victory that you have won through the cross. Amen.